Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. Hello, and welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? There's all, Daryl, there's all kinds of stuff going on. I think the countdown's almost within that 60-day window for outbound. So oh, my goodness. Outbound, believe it or not, is just around the corner. Yeah, it, you will be listening to this podcast in the middle of March. And, and uh, yes, all of us are going to be, if you're lucky enough to get a ticket, um, I, I don't even know if they'll still be available when this podcast airs, but Larry, outboundconference.com, um, go there. It is the rock, it's, it's like the rock concert of sales. Well, it, it's, it's so funny. It's it, so good. It, it's so funny because me with all my warp things that go on inside my mind, I said, this is like the Bohemian Rhapsody of sales events. Go. So y'all can tell I'm a big <laughs> queen junkie, which is kind of where I grew up in that era. But I always said, you know what, when you come to Outbound, it'll be a rock show and a sales conference all blended together. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. And Larry, what is the topic for your breakout session? (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be be epic. We need a drum roll here. What's the breakout going to be? It's all around how the empty suit can prevent you from filling out your sales pipeline. So it is ending the empty suit syndrome. This is going to be a fantastic breakout. So you want to, you want to plan to be at Outbound Conference, and it is intensely practical. Outboundconference.com. Um, I believe the code to get $100 off, courtesy of Larry, is Larry100, right? Yes. Discount code. So Absolutely yeah. correct. Yeah, so if you're lucky enough to be able to get a ticket to that, I'd jump on that right away. But Larry, it's, it's a uh, fantastic day at the Selling from the Heart podcast. I'm so excited about the conversation we are about to have. So why don't you introduce our guests and let's dive in. Well, I'm, I'm super excited because I'm, we're, we're tapping into the outbound crew right now, Daryl. So all the, all the outbound people are slowly coming on the Selling from the Heart podcast. And when I read, Kendra Lee and I have, have just formed this. I just love when she's respond to some of my content and vice versa. And I said, one day I just reached out and I said, Hey, you know what, Kendra, you got to come on the podcast. I can't wait to talk to you as opposed to meeting you at outbound, but without further ado, Kendra Lee, we welcome you to selling for the heart podcast. Well, I am so excited to be here, Larry. We have had so many fun social conversations. It's great to be able to banter with you and Daryl today. So thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, no, isn't it? It's so, it's just real quick, Daryl, but it's so cool. I'm sorry. It's, it's, I find it fascinating in today's world, how you can kickstart a conversation and get to know somebody without ever really having a conversation with them. And that's why I, I just feel so connected to you, Kendra. So I just want to say thank you. Well, thank you. Yeah. Welcome to Selling from the Heart. And you know, the question that all of our guests get, and I'm really, really looking forward to hearing your answer to this. What does it mean to you? when you hear the words selling from the heart? It's a genuineness to me when I hear the word selling from the heart. You know, we get trained in all these different ways for our sales. And for me, it's just 
it's coming from who you are and genuinely genuinely wanting to help the other people, not necessarily sell them something immediately today, but to start a relationship with them where you know that at some point, at some time, you'll probably be able to help them. And so it's just getting to know those people, what they really care about and giving something back to them because it'll come back to you either from them or from someone else. Yeah, you know, and and it's going to be interesting because this this topic of this conversation is going to ping off very nicely what you just said. But here's here's the struggle: is if you ask, right, Kendra and Daryl, if if one's asked, what's it mean to sell from the heart? We're going to get the same set of answers pretty much, you know, within a within a pool. But here, what's the struggle? Because everybody will share with you this is what it means, but yet why is it so difficult? Why do we struggle with it? Whether that be internally or the stories in our head, what really prevents us from doing this? Though many can say from their heart, this is what it means. To me, I think one of the reasons they struggle so is that they've got this internally, they know what they want to do, but externally they have all these pressures. I've got performance expectations I've got a manager that may be standing over me saying, you're supposed to make 70 calls in a day and you're only doing, say, 40. Forget that you're having quality conversations with people. You're not living up to what their expectations are. So then you have this internal battle going on with knowing this is the right way that I should be selling, but someone else may be standing over you, whether it's a manager or even yourself, if you're a business owner, thinking I'm not doing enough. So I think it's this pressure that's constantly on you. Yeah, that, there's there's no question about that. And and Larry, I think um, you know, as sales professionals, one of the things that that we really have to be able to do, and this would be a great conversation for a future podcast, is is to really be able to manage that pressure well. Because you know, if we if we get if if we get um, swept under by that pressure, what happens is we end up living in a world of panic. We live, end up living in a world of, of mm-hmm. um, pressure. You know, we end up performance and all of that. And so then we end up missing out on the key ingredient to sales success, which is what you said, Kendra, which is being genuine, being mm-hmm. authentic. Um, as we talk about all the time, you know, the BS meter is at an all time high trust is at an all time low and so it's really critical when we come to the, the sales conversation, and in particular, when we think about our conversation today around prospecting, if we come to prospecting with that stressed out, pressure to the max, um, that, that mindset, that just, oh my gosh, mindset, I got to perform, I got to perform, I got to perform, anxiety, um, all of that, it, it really, really hurts what we're trying to do, which is to begin a relationship to establish some commonality, some credibility, um, some trust. And, and I think that, that you're spot on Kendra in terms of the pressure. Um, we've got to learn how to manage that when it comes to, to prospecting. I agree. I agree. And, and you know, what's right. And yet you have this pressure on you you know, we were talking before we started about how um, a consultant of ours 
and I just did a webinar for our clients talking about what do you say in the second, the third, and the fourth conversation. Mm-hmm. And her approach is very different than my approach, but neither one is wrong. And when we're forced to conform to a single script or a single approach, all of a sudden it just feels like there's this huge weight on you mm-hmm. and, and you can't, you can't even begin to pick up the phone to do the prospecting because it doesn't feel authentic to yourself. That's what I see happen. Well, you know, it, it's interesting because um, it's just recently I started working with a team of young up and coming sales reps. And it's inside the world that's near and dear to me, which is the sports world. And it's interesting that you say that because um, here we are with a, with an age group that it might be their first sales job, whether it's outside or whether they're banging the phones and things like that. And they haven't found that genuine, authentic voice yet for one simple reason. And, and I'm not here to, to dog it, but they're being tasked with script, 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 and it may not align with who they are inside. And one of the things that's been working real well is helping them uncover that inner, that genuine voice because they get intimidated using the phone. And and these people are pounding phones 70, 80, and 90 times a day is what does that young up and coming sales rep say to somebody that's going to resonate when that person on the other end of the phone is probably old enough to be their parents. If not older, it's all of a sudden it, you know, pardon the expression, it kind of hits them in the heart, right? A little bit. And they don't know what to say. Exactly. And this is where, you know, reading, listening to podcasts like this um, and listening to what feels right in your gut, I think helps that younger salesperson that is trying to come into what is their own, especially if, believe it or not, they happen to be an introvert. Because I think extroverts can go, oh, no, this is the way I'm going to talk. But the introverts who, yes, still are people who are prospecting uh, may struggle thinking, oh, I've got to follow that exact script. So the more that they have exposure to what different people are saying and how different people are adapting that script that they may have to say, the easier it will be for them to start to determine well, what feels comfortable and right to them mm-hmm. within the reason of what they have to communicate? I think that's really good. I think that really is kind of the f- maybe the first bullet point, if you will, in this conversation we want to have today, um, which, which is how do you regain the heart to prospect? Or how do you find it? <laughs> if, you know, what, what can happen? It, prospecting, let's just all be honest, prospecting's tough. It's a numbers game. The numbers are heavily stacked in the area of no, get out of here. I don't ever want to talk to you again. I wish you'd never been born. You know, that, I mean, prospecting's hard work, right? Um, and sometimes it, it can be challenging. So I think we lose our heart when it comes to prospecting. Um, and I think what you just said is maybe the first key to regaining the heart to prospect, which is finding your voice, finding your, um, you know, I might even take that a step further. Uh, Larry, you're always talking about um, finding your why. Like, 
why I, I love, uh, we were working with a, a team of, uh, sales reps earlier last month and tenured sales professionals in a, a pharmaceutical industry. And, you know, the question of why'd you get into this business in the first place? Like, what do you like about this business? Just rediscovering your purpose, your why, your reason for being there. And Hey, by the way, it is about more than money. It better be. Um, because it's going to be hard to find your heart. Um, if, if you can't find your why, you know, I'm going to disagree with you, Daryl, because I think prospecting is the most fun thing in the world. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, I, I love this. That's why, okay, Kendra, that's why I'm glad they're, they're, we're, we're, all, we're all three scattered amongst right, the United States. But, here, but here's what's interesting. Uh, wait, wait, we got to go with this, Larry. Oh, I want to play off of that, so go. <laughs> I just, I get excited about it. And it's so funny because it wasn't that way. When I was new in sales, I had a manager that terrified me beyond belief. I had to do door-to-door prospecting. Yeah, there we go. And he scared the daylights out of me because he basically took me to the top of the building and he pushed me through the door and said, go. And I had no clue what to say. So in the beginning... I've been there. Yeah, in the beginning, not so fun. But now I just love the conversations I have with people. Love it. You know, I don't look at it as I have to find an opportunity right this very second. Mm. Although when you have a good conversation, a lot of times you do because people want to work with you. Mm -hmm. So I just get excited about the conversations about what's going on in people's businesses, where they challenge boy, did you know that Larry over here is doing something? And had you heard that Daryl over here is doing it? Have you thought about it? It's just, you can tell I get really passionate. I just have a good time with it. Well, but, but, but you know what though is I'm going to come from this with both angles because when I, when I started, you know, that's, that's all we had to do, right? When you're brand new and my sales career started decades ago, but that's all we had to do was prospect. But it was one of those things is, you know, no one forced me into sales, mm-hmm. right? It, it's, any of us in, no, right? it, but, but what, what <laughs> I did come to understand is there's certain non-negotiable things that you have to do as a salesperson. And that is, you have to prospect, right? You didn't get into sales saying, Hey, I don't have to prospect, but it was, I learned throughout the years what I was really prospecting for. And I struggled with it mightily, right? The fear and the rejection, everything that everybody, if they're open and honest, goes through until when you just hit the nail on the head, head when we started talking about conversations. And, and it took me a while to figure this out is once I understood the art behind a conversation and prospecting and leveraging facets of storytelling and, hey, did you know Daryl's doing this? Or I had a great conversation with Kendra, which sparked this. That's where it becomes fun. But I don't think a lot of people understand what are they prospecting for? I would agree Mm -hmm. because they're being held to pretty high expectations, especially if their whole role is hunting, right? Mm -hmm. Or prospecting, appointment setting. So they're in their mind thinking, oh, I'm just prospecting to find that next appointment. And in reality, you're prospecting to have these levels of conversations where you're leaving a memorable impression so that when somebody has a need, they want to come back and work with you. 
And interestingly, if you have that level of a conversation, you'll actually schedule more appointments because people like you and they want to figure out, well, how could I work with Larry? How can I work with Daryl? Boy, I really like what they had to say. And so they actually look for ways to work with you. So it works completely differently than if you go and you approach it and say, I've got to get three appointments today. That means I have to make 150 phone calls. Very different approach. I think that's that's so powerful. And and it reminds me, I've got a good friend who was an Olympic ten, tennis coach, and he always would tell this story about coaching professional athletes and saying, when they are focused on winning the game, it doesn't go well. When they're focused on the enjoyment of the sport and being the best, you know, it's it's a mindset of prospecting is is really really critical. And and I think one of the best ways that we're talking about here that you can regain your heart to prospect is shift your mindset around prospecting. You know, am I am I prospecting to weed through a hundred things to find a nugget of gold? Um, or am I prospecting to drive conversations? If, if you focus on just finding that nugget of gold, it's like that tennis player that's focused on winning the game. You're going to struggle. You really will. And you'll struggle to be motivated to pick up the phone, to write the email, to do the things you need to do. If, if your mindset is on, um, how can I build a relationship here? How can I help somebody out? Now you're absolutely right. This becomes much more enjoyable and much more fun. And you're going to find the nuggets along the way and you'll probably find more. Yeah, I think focused, focusing on building those relationships, mm-hmm. you know, having done a bit of research to know about the person from LinkedIn, because mm-hmm. let's face it, most of them are in LinkedIn, mm-hmm. have their picture in front of you when you call nice. so that you know who you're talking to. Right. And your whole goal is just, how can I start a relationship with them and find out how I could help them? What do I know that genuinely could help them? And notice I said, what do I know versus what do I have? Because sometimes they don't need what you have yet, which I've said a few times, but you have information that will help them and make them want to talk with you the next time. Because if they're not ready to take your, if they're not ready for an appointment this time, what you're going to do is say, hey, let's check back. This was a great conversation. Let's talk again next quarter or Mm -hmm. in six months, you know, whatever your right sell cycle is. And you want them to say, I'd like that. And you get to say, oh, well, let's put that on the calendar so we make sure it happens. Right. And if we have to move it, no big deal, we'll, but at least it won't slip. And they're going to say, absolutely, this was a great conversation. I'd like it. And when you pop up next quarter or in six months, they're going, oh, wow, that was a great conversation that I just had with Kendra. I want to talk to her again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I have to layer off of this because you, you said you said relationships a couple of times and there'll be people out there. Right. That's just face. They're going to say relationships aren't what they're cracked up to be and so forth. And I get it right. Everybody's got a viewpoint on it. I don't yeah. necessarily have to have a relationship with Kendra, nor do I have to have necessarily a relationship with Daryl to buy something. And it all just depends on, 
you know, the sector you're calling into and is it complex or is it a transactional type sale? There's all these different factors, but I think we all can agree on one thing is sales and the whole profession around sales has changed mightily since the times that you and I and Daryl have got into sales. And it re reminds me of, and it was actually one of the, the topics of a, of a session I did at Outbound. It was, you know, how do you start prospecting? How do you gain that know, like, and trust when they've never met you before? How are, you know, are you relationship worthy? You know, what do we do now as we're prospecting to engage in those conversations many different ways? Because prospecting's changed over the years. Mm -hmm. It's not like it was decades ago where there was a couple forms of the prospect. There's many different ways to prospect and there's many different ways to drive a conversation and there's many different ways to engage and start a relationship. Yeah, to me, it's actually the questions that you ask that allow you to start a conversation, whether you are selling something that's a very short sell cycle and you don't need a whole relationship or you are selling something that's a long sell cycle. It's the questions that you're using that are more insightful, more open-ended, that allow the other person to share what they're thinking, and then you can tee off from that with your insights from other conversations that you've had with other people or your own knowledge. Yeah. So I think it starts actually with the questions. What do you think it starts with? I would agree. And I want to pick up though on something that you said that I think is really valuable about this mindset is when you are driving conversation and building relationships, you're actually able to bring insights from other people. And that, you know, it's, it's one thing to be able to bring an insight from yourself. And certainly everyone knows on this podcast, we're always advocating for continually increasing your value. So reading, you know, learning, you know, improving your craft and, and learning about your client's business. But there's something special about bringing an insight to someone from someone else, that cross-pollination, because first of all, it's, it's an insight, but second of all, it's got the, um, it's got the credibility of, of saying, Hey, Kendra actually knows some people, right? She actually talks to people. She helps people. She's an idea person. Um, and she is interested in, in helping, helping me. And so it's much, you know, there's one, one way to go about it saying I read in a book or I learned such and such, but it's another thing to say, I was talking to Larry last week this reminds me of our conversation and Larry said, boom, boom, boom. And, and so there is um, this, this mindset about coming to prospecting in terms of like, what could I learn here from this person? Um, not just how could I help, but what could I learn? What can make me more valuable? And, you know, I, we miss that when we're just pounding the phone or banging the streets or not, you know, we miss that, that opportunity to learn and to be able to get, ideas that that we can share with other people and and make the world a happier place. <laughs> you know, one of the things I think we don't often recognize as salespeople is that we're talking to many more people often than 
our prospects and our clients ever get to talk to. Yeah. Yeah. So one of our greatest values mm-hmm. is that we have all those conversations and business owners, managers, executives, they appreciate it because yes. they don't have that same opportunity. Now, I've 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 said that for years, and I agree um, with you 100% there that as sales professionals, if you go, what is the real value that I'm bringing to the table, right? Put your company aside, your company's bringing some value, the product you're selling is, is hopefully bringing value. Although one could argue that in today's world that that's kind of a wash in the competitive landscape. So if I look at me and go, what is the value that I'm bringing um, to the table as a sales professional, I think at the top of that list or very close to that top of that list is my diverse experience. And um, I came from the same industry as Larry in, in office technology. And we talked, I mean, in a given day, I'd talk to a superintendent, a managing partner of a law firm, a manufacturing plant manager, you know, you just go down the list. And, and so as a result, and I always told reps in that industry that you're incredibly valuable because you've gotten a you know, you've got a practical MBA walking around and having all these conversations with all these different types of organizations. And, and if we approach prospecting, once again, as just knock the numbers out, we miss the opportunity to learn. But if we prospect with that open mind, open ears, um, we're going to, even, even if, even if it, never results, even if that conversation never results in business, I probably can pick some things up. They're going to help me with another client um, to earn their trust to, to lead to the transaction that I so desperately want. Well, you, you know, it's interesting. It was just, at, well, so was it, it was just late last week as we're recording this podcast, um, Brent Adamson had dropped me a message. I haven't even told Daryl this yet. So I love him. Oh, that's great. This is our he's first challenger sale, man. Challenger that's awesome. Sale guy. So it was it was late in the afternoon, late last week, and I get a message inside LinkedIn. There's a story behind this, but it's this aligns perfectly to what you just said. So Brent Adamson goes, Hey Larry, you need to check the podcast out that I just did with Dave Brock. And Kendra, I'm sure you're aware of Dave Brock and, and Brent Adamson. And he goes, I just love Dave Brock. I just love that guy. So I listened to it. And the same thing they were talking about is the challenge that salespeople have as they hide behind their company and they hide behind their product and they hide behind their solution. What tends to happen is they forget how to drive that conversation and why them. And it was so enlightening because they went on for a good 10 or 15 minutes in the segment of his podcast that spoke about that. And I was just, you know, I really want to encourage salespeople who are listening is to uncover why you, mm-hmm. what makes you different. And when you start that conversation, and it's going to be tough mm-hmm. is we can't start it from standing behind our company, though our company and our product and all that's important, or you probably wouldn't be there. I want us to start stepping away from that and saying, this is what I can bring to your organization to help you do better business. And it's actually ME, which is me. I completely agree. And all those conversations we have, all the different people that we meet, the clients that we work with, that gives the confidence because of the knowledge that you have, if you're Mm -hmm. paying attention to what they are telling you. 
And it, yeah. and sometimes it may feel like, oh, they all have the exact same business problem. Maybe they do. Usually they don't. Maybe they approach it differently, which mm-hmm. also is value that you can provide. So the ME is you and your knowledge and your expertise and all that you have learned, even if you are the new to sales salesperson. Absolutely. Because you still, even that new salesperson's got experiences, life experiences and stories. Yes, they do. Yes. And, and I think often the reason that people get nervous about prospecting is that they forget they have all that knowledge and they feel like, oh my gosh, I don't know enough about our product. Right. Yes. <laughs> and that, none of that counts because that's not what people want to talk with you about in most cases. Yes. Even if you're doing, you know, you're selling something that's very transactional that only requires one or two conversations, people probably still have questions for you about how it's used, who else is doing things with it. There's so much more that you can bring to the table. Wow. What a great conversation. This is, uh, this is, this is so valuable. <laughs> this, I'm just kind of making this mental list or actually I'm making an actual list on my iPad going through with all the different ways to find your heart or regain your heart to prospect. And, uh, I, I've, Kendra, what a great conversation. I've actually learned some new things today and, and which is the whole point of all of this, right? Out of this conversation, I've learned some things that I'm going to be able to share with other people that are going to make my life better. So a genuine heartfelt thank you to you and uh, just your passion for what you do. I'm really thankful you're on the podcast today. Well, I appreciate being here. And this type of conversation is exactly the kind of conversation (laughs) we want to be able to have when we call new people. (laughs) That's right. Just, you know, for those of you listening in, there was no script. We didn't decide the eight bullet points we were going to discuss. It came out in conversation. I think that's the whole point behind all of this. So, Larry, any final words or questions for Kendra as we get ready to to land the plane on this. I, I'm going to, I'm going to steal, I'm going to steal one from Daryl. So we have a global audience, Kendra, of heartfelt sales professionals. What's one bit of advice that you would leave them all with as we round the podcast out? That you have within you the knowledge to have a conversation with anyone that you want to pick up the phone and have one with and feel comfortable and confident in that, in that knowledge that you do have, whether you are the older person calling the younger or the younger crew calling the older, the staff calling the VP, you have that knowledge and it's the conversation like we just shared using that knowledge that will make them want to talk with you no matter where you live in the country or the world. Hey, Jeb Blunt. Hey, Jeb Blunt. If you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> pick up the phone, right? Hashtag one more call, right? Kendra. Exactly. <laughs> and with that, Kendra, we look forward to seeing you at outbound and all of you who are listening in, uh, go get your ticket to outbound. Larry 100 gets you $100 off your golden ticket. Um, but till next week, Keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep adding real value, 
find your heart to prospect and most of all, sell from the heart. Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.